Welcome to a dialogue on accountability in the digital age. A dialogue with representatives of a global multi-stakeholder community. And I'm your host, Fritz Bussemaker, and today I'm having a dialogue with Amos Giora. Amos, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Allow me to introduce Amos to the audience. Amos is an Israeli-American professor at, of law at the Utah University. Uh, author of over 10 books and numerous publications, and we're going to talk about his latest book, Armies of Enablers, Survivor Stories for Complicity and Betrayal in Sexual Assaults. Now, he's been involved in uh, those sexual assaults, um, USA Gymnastics, Michigan State University, Penn State University, the Ohio State University, and the Catholic Church. Now, he has an education from around the world, not only Utah, where he lives today, but also from Western Australia and Leiden, the Netherlands. And your research has directly resulted in new legislation, which is criminalizing bystanders. Again, Amos, my pleasure and honor to have you on the show. Pleasure is all mine. Now, let's start off the conversation, because we're going to talk about enablers in a digital space. Um, to take the audience along, First, what what is it? What's the definition of an enabler? So, I, to get to the enabler, let me begin with the definition of the bystander. The, the bystander is the person who's physically present when harm befalls another person. It's not important what causes the harm. And the bystander, to meet the definition of bystander, has to meet a two-part test. One, they have to have knowledge, which means they have to be physically present. And two, in order for them to be held criminally liable, they have to have the capability to act. And all that the law requires you today is to dial, call for the police. We don't need you to jump in and be heroic, mm -hmm. just call the police. So you have to have knowledge and you have to have capability. The enabler is, from a jurisprudential perspective, more complicated because the, the enabler, unlike the bystander, is not physically present. So when you reference my work about USA Gymnastics, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, and other institutions, the enablers are, are those who were in positions of power in institutions and had knowledge about the misdeeds of the perpetrator and made the conscious decision to directly protect the institution, to indirectly protect the perpetrator and to ensure the harm or guarantee the harm of the, the vulnerable individual. So bystander present, enabler not present, but as I can document to you in all of these instances and I'm writing a new book on this and um, the ecosystem of, of pedophilia, um, tracking teachers, um, against whom complaints were filed, the enablers knew and chose to act. And their act was to ignore the complaints and to protect the institution, again, directly, and the perpetrator indirectly. Great. So, hey, Amos, thank you so much. So we're going to talk about enablers in the digital space. Before I continue and come back to one of the first remarks you made, uh, a little bit of context. Uh, you are a professor of law at the University of uh, Utah. Uh, any specific field? When I came, when I first came to the University of Utah in 2007, most of my writing was in the field of terrorism, counterterrorism, national security, geopolitics. In the past 10 years, since the book about um, the bystander of the Holocaust came out, most of my day and night also is focuses on enablers and bystanders in sexual assaults. In terms of what I teach, I teach uh, criminal procedure. I teach two courses on the bystander. I teach two courses on counterterrorism, and I teach a seminar on global justice. But in terms of my writing today, 
um, not all, but most is about this issue about the enabler and the bystander, but teaching, um, I guess you would say criminal law writ large, um, different aspects of it, but it pretty much circles around the same uh, wagon. Okay, got it. Now, thank you for that, uh, that context. Now, I want to come back to a remark you just made when you gave addition of the definition of uh, enablers um, and bystanders, and that was somebody is or is not uh, physically present. Bystander present, enabler not present. Okay, but we're, we're going to talk about how this behavior then manifests itself in the digital space where physical presence, when, can you still talk about physical presence in the digital space or not? It's an interesting question. You know, X years ago, I reached out to, if I use the wrong term, you, you'll correct me because you're obviously the great expert. I reached out to an administrator or a host of an of a anti-Semitic website. And I got his name, number, and I called him. I said, you know, I'm just curious, why do you post, I mean, really vile anti-Semitism? And he said, you know, First Amendment in the United States. Is he physically present? Well, he's he's using this machine, which we all have, whether, you know, it's the iPhone or it's yeah. this or your iPad or whatever it is. Um, and is that a physical presence or is that a metaphysical presence? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it's certainly, again, in terms of its reach, yeah. its impact, it almost doesn't matter where the person is who's hosting posting. And it frankly, doesn't matter where the person is who's receiving it. Because through this um, means, we're able to communicate, I, I think the correct expression is unlimited, because the way that everything goes viral, which is, again, whether it's anti-Semitism or it's um, you know child pornography on the internet, uh, which I guess there is a physical presence because you're filming a child. Um, so maybe the correct answer is it's a combination of, of physical, tangible, intangible, with um, extraordinary harm. And I'm not really sure we fully appreciate or understand the, the extent of the harm that's caused. Oh, we'll definitely um, cover harm uh, later, but I, I first want to explore indeed uh, how uh, you could say enabling behavior in the digital space, how that looks like. So the audience gets a feel for, okay, what it means. I Do think the account? enabler would be I guess child child pornography or child or pedophilia because that's what I'm you know writing on. Um, if I'm filming, I'm there, and then if I'm posting it, I, I guess the poster, the 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 website. I didn't really thought about it. It's a great question. I guess they are the enabler yeah. of uh, they're the middle person, the enabler between the 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 child, the the photographer. And the the viewing audience, who's the recipient, but yeah. I would. No, I would, no, get sorry. No, I got a follow up question for you. But go ahead. I would think that the 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 site, whether it's a website, dark web. I mean, again, you know much more about this than I do. Um, they're facilitators, enablers, clearly, and and from my perspective, one hundred percent criminal. Okay, but when you talk about pedophilia or child abuse, isn't that why in 1995, I believe, the states, uh, the federal law, uh, was a federal law, the Consumer Decency Act, which tried to prohibit uh, child pornography? 
so you can try until tomorrow morning, but what do you do, for instance, with a, with a, with um, whether it's online or not online with, 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 you know, teachers who are predators um, who go from place to place who are obviously enabled. And if people post the pictures, because people post pictures, which putting aside the fact that it's horrific, putting that aside, if I'm, po if I'm posting pictures of, 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 of children and somebody's viewing that because people are viewing this all the time. Um, I I would think that that would make the um, the medium an enabler. Uh, if that's the case, then aren't you basically attacking Clause Two Thirty of that same uh, Consumer Decency Act, which prohibits ISPs from any responsibility? I would, you know, from from my perspective as as the newbie to this uh, and the whole question of the enabling. And having focused primarily on the interaction, person person to person interaction, but you are right that that this machine, which we all live yeah. by today, um, I'm not sure that we fully appreciate the nefariousness, if that's a word, yeah. how it can be used, and if we don't need to re-examine laws in place or enhance them in order to be more aggressive in criminalizing those who are facilitating okay now the law which actually you helped create um which is now utah in the it's going to be in the utah legislation right it is already in the utah legislation it's, it's already there so it's criminalizing enablers in, a, in the no, no there are two laws the last this past year we criminalized the bystander yeah yeah no, sorry, sorry the yeah. governor signed yeah I, I i i write the articles uh, there's a there's a legislative representative brian king who is the legislator. Um, now the bystander is criminalized in Utah and Governor Cox signed it last year. And in the coming weeks, Representative King, the same Representative King, um, will be introducing legislation of, about enablers. And I need to add, if Representative King were here, he would tell you that in the bystander bill, the word bystander doesn't appear. And in the enabler bill, the word enabler doesn't appeal, doesn't appear. But that's for obvious political considerations, which is why he's the master legislator, and I'm just the dude who writes the articles. Okay. Uh, does the word digital uh, appear in that legislation? In the the bystander one, no, because the bystander is related to mandatory reporter. In the enabler one, I don't think the word digital appears. I actually, I, I'm today he will be releasing the 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 bill. Um, actually, um, what does appear there is how the word post is is whatever the correct articulation of the word post. Um, that word will absolutely appears there. Okay, because the question behind my question is uh, when you uh, are able to, uh, when you have a law, it re normally restricts to a geographic uh, boundary. Right. Uh, the minute you do something um, online in, in, in cyberspace, um, it could be a criminal offense in Utah, mm -hmm. but um, the actors could be outside of Utah. Has that been taken into consideration? I think it's an interesting question. The 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 legislation, which I've seen draft forms, but not the final form, um, <clears throat> will criminalize those who, again, rather than calling law enforcement, they post it. Mm -hmm. Is it? Utah specific or something in Utah that's posted or somebody in Utah posted? Um, I, I don't have an answer for you, but I think that's an excellent question, which, and actually 
There is no such legislation out there. And I think that if Representative King's legislation, hopefully, right, will be uh, passed by the Utah legislature and signed by Governor Cox um, next okay. March, um, I would hope that it would be a model um, for legislators, whether in the United States, in the Netherlands, anywhere and everywhere, because you're right, you're 100% you're right, that the problem is not geographically specific, it's because of the internet, it's, I get it's as global as global can be global. I think that is a great idea. And as soon as we're done, I'll tell Representative King that this was your suggestion. I'm serious. I'm being 100% serious. Okay. Well, as long as you uh, refer to the, the Institute for Accountability in the Digital Age, I'd be very happy. It's about um, uh, acknowledging we need that discussion on a global level on accountability in the digital age. Uh, that's what I think was key. I could, I will, I'm a firm believer to give credit where credit is due. I told King that we were, uh, um, um, we were chatting and I will tell him that you had a great idea. Okay. No, well, th thank you for that. Uh, glad to hear that. Now, uh, in, in preparation of this discussion, I also understand that you have suggestions how to prevent enabling behavior online and potential op uh, create and uh, potential obstacles. Could you share that with the audience? How would they look like? So the, the enablers, whether they're digital or not digital, the, the, here's the, the, the good news and here's the bad news. Let's begin with the bad news. I always begin with the bad news. For reasons that I wish I could give you a compelling answer, the criminalization of, by, of enablers, because that's what we're talking about now is enablers, has never been undertaken. The truth of the matter is, for reasons that, again, I wish I could explain to you, there's very little we empirically know about enablers. Um, I know this sounds like this. I don't mean that in any way to be self-serving or pompous. You won't find another law professor who writes about this. You'll find other academics, but not law professors who write about this. And one of the missing pieces of research which i'm desperately looking for data is how to assess the harm that enablers cause we can sit here for hours and we can tell stories one to the other that here enable caused harm there the enable caused harm and i have more stories than one can imagine because people reach out to me worldwide well What's maybe you can um Maybe you can uh, invite the audience to call for action. Uh, I was going to ask you my next be... sentence. I welcome, and you can share my email address with anybody desperately looking for statistical information, data, empirical, trying to articulate the harm caused by the enabler. Because once I can have a database, empirical driven, it'll be, in my opinion, much easier to convince legislators of the harm because stories are stories. I mean, they're horrible. Yeah. But that's not really sufficient to convince legislators. In terms of call to research, call to action, a call to a call, um, I will interact with anybody on this issue because we have a research team and we're looking for data um, because we're looking also at this much larger ecosystem to, uh, that needs to be untangled. And to untangle it, you, you need numbers. Great. Well, uh... We will make sure that we get the message out because uh, what I like about having these dialogues is not just providing answers and solutions. In a lot of cases, 
Um, we don't have those answers and solutions yet, but you also have an opportunity to raise the question, ask for help, and let's say, uh, connect and collaborate on a global level on these topics, because you've identified an issue which um, has doesn't, didn't have the attention yet, uh, and this hopefully is a will nudge you to get where you wanted to go to. I would be beyond grateful. And whether it's the enabler, the in-person enabler, as you correctly reference, I don't know if the expression is the virtual enabler. Mm -hmm. I thought about it that way. Uh, the the non-present enabler, the secondary enabler. I am um, sorry, the secondary yeah. or virtual. I think that's yeah. that's right. Yeah. There are also notions about passive and active enablers, but in your what you're getting at is is the is the, I never say one enabler is worse than the other. But the enabler with with extraordinary reach because of the internet, um, yes. and it you know the harm to the individual is ultimately the harm caused to the individual, um, because what what I can demonstrate to you is that the enabler causes harm because they fail to protect. And, and enabler in this case, uh, do you restrict your thinking to just individuals, people, or can also organizations or systems? uh be an enabler so that's a, that's a great question go back when i first wrote the book about my parents um the, you know the bison and the holocaust i made the conscious decision not to discuss organizations whether it was the catholic church in hungary which plays a terrible role or german society writ large i i don't know or the catholic church i don't know how to do that i know how to look at individuals right because i teach you asked earlier what do i teach teach criminal procedure it's an actor um I am now looking into this, the new book I'm writing about pedophilia as the ecosystem of pedophilia, which is much broader. It really is institutions um, writ large. Um, I'm also working, beginning the process of working with a professor of public health, looking at, at, at different variables where pedophilia might or might not occur. I mean, it's a, it's a huge project. In, in that sense, I think you're, you are absolutely correct that the role of this machine Right, is something that absolutely needs to be considered in, in a way that that um, from the, not the perpetrator but the enabler. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think we've really done that, and I think that in terms of this other project with the professor of public with, of public health, I think that adds a, a um, with whom I'm speaking tomorrow morning. I think that adds a a really important variable, expanding the scope of how. The ecosystem, not my word, by the way, the word ecosystem is not mine. It's one of my research assistants who keeps telling me ecosystem, ecosystem, but she's right because that's used the word system. She uses the word ecosystem, but it, that's really what it is. It's a system that is at play with has one intention, and that's to protect the, the, the institution directly and to harm the individual indirectly. Now, uh, pardon for me for asking this, but... Um... You're talking about uh, legislation, I would say, from a more, say, classic approach. Mm. Um, like, okay, uh, classic in the sense that uh, what you're trying to do is independent of the digital technology and its impact on legislation. Uh, and I was just wondering, um, is there enough uh knowledge on the impact of digital in your research so do, do you have people on board say hey we need to talk about this legislation 
let's get that perspective in there to think about okay uh, how does it apply in all circumstances where this could could occur and knowing that a lot of what you're talking about is moving online listen because i'm older than you I, i'm not gonna i'm gonna be straight up you're suggesting something which I hadn't really thought about it in terms of the, the 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 misuse of this machine. Um, when you and I are done, the next the first thing I'm going to go do is text Representative King and ask him how do we put. If, I mean, I, again, I leave the legislation to him. Don't forget, yeah. I just write the articles. Um, if it's if it's if it's if it's legislatively viable, it's not a word in English, but if it's legislatively viable to expand it, or if that's something we do next time, I think it's a you're one hundred percent correct. Yeah, because it it. it... Uh, it boils down to the reason why we're talking uh, as the Institute for Accountability in the Digital Age. Uh, the, the, the question is, um, when we see this happening, uh, this criminal act happening online, who at the end of the day are the people that are uh, accountable and need to be prosecuted? That's my question. So how, how do we make sure that we get so every... in Utah, Sure. In Utah, the, those yeah. who, who would be um, however law enforcement tracks, those who, who are doing the actual posting, they're the ones who would be um, held liable in Utah. But you are right about the, the, the broader context. I think that's a great point. Okay. And uh, a more generic question. Um, where is i mean in general terms if you look at i mean we're, we're to some extent we're talking about a 21st century issue when we talk about you could say the the, the online element mm -hmm. and um there have been uh, arguments in the past that um the legal framework um it's not a 21st century instrument we need to think about not necessarily other instruments replacing a legislation, but additional instruments supporting that. Uh, would you see something like that also happening in your particular case, what you're trying to do? Listen, from my perspective as the one who's, um, I don't know if I'm leading the charge, I'm, I'm not on a white horse, because I don't, I don't know how to ride a horse, but the one who's, who's invested in this because survivors reach out to me constantly. My my stock answer to a question like yours, which is exactly right, I'll work with anyone in any field. I don't care if it's a if it's if it's a legislator in Utah, if it's a, um, a distinguished person in the Netherlands, if it's a, if it's an international organization like the UN. I frankly don't give a damn. I really, really, really don't. What is what motivates me is to ensure that we find a way to a convince the public that enablers are nefarious actors. Two, that institutional complicity has terrible consequences. And three, um, to take the necessary steps, whether it's a state legislation, whether it's federal legislation, whether it's, uh, you know, international treaties, conventions, UN resolutions. I, you know, um, this sounds almost stupid to tell you, but I probably get up every morning by 3.34 and I go to sleep and I go to sleep. And this is, uh, other than the hour run every day, this is, this is what I do. And yeah. that's why I, I tell you that survivors will tell you tell me mm -hmm. that the harm caused by the perpetrator is awful obviously right but that's not what really pisses them off what really angers them is when they come to the realization that the institution that they loved athletes that they thought the institution would protect them that they realized the institution utterly and totally failed them and was in a position to protect them that's really what angers them it's not the attack 
Um, I mean, the attack is horrible, but that's not what it, that's not what angers them long term. What angers them long term is is when the recognition, I guess, by talking to me, um, that the institution that they thought would protect them um, abandoned them. The word "abandoned" is not my word; it's from one of the women gymnasts gymnasts who I interviewed. Um, she was a, she herself was assaulted by Larry Nasser, the doctor, seven hundred and fifty times. Um, which is unimaginable, Maddie Larson. But she will tell you that today she's not angry at Larry Nasser. She's outraged, um, that's the polite word, by USA Gymnastics when she realizes that they were in a position to protect her. And they didn't. And that's why I work with anybody in this issue. And wherever, wherever in the world and whatever medium they have available to them. Yeah. Um, you talk about horrendous crimes uh, being committed, and uh, I'm glad you're also talking about okay, taking uh, uh, a look at the bystanders. Um, I was wondering one last question uh, in this in this field. Um, do you see a, a use for digital technology to help you in your quest? to address this issue? You know, I learned a long time ago, if you don't have a great answer, don't, you know, BS your way through it. Yeah. I, I'm i not a technical person at all. I mean, it's a miracle I can turn the light switch on in the morning. Um, and when the computer doesn't want to work for me, it's like panic moment. Um, but I know enough to know that, that for all the fun of the internet, you know, follow a game on the internet and all that, it's great. The, the nefarious use is, is clearly an issue that needs to be addressed. And I'm now that I'm really getting into this whole pedophilia thing, um, my instinct tells me, but I, I'm not empirically sound, grounded to tell you that, that it um, clearly we haven't really addressed the man, the not adequately addressed the nefarious use of social of media. I mean, internet media, social media, this whole thing called the media medium, mm -hmm. that's obvious. That's why I'm looking for help. I'm so honored to be on your show. Well, uh, hopefully this brief discussion will help you get the help you're looking for, get the data you. you're looking for. So uh, again, this is a um, something I really am pleased that we're able to provide that platform to Thank you. help you with your cause because you have pointed out this is something which we really need to uh, resolve. So Amos, uh, thank you for sharing your quest with us. And thank you for having hopefully me. enough people out there will be able to uh, point you in the right direction or be be wonderful. help you directly. So thank you so much. Thank you so much.